Uh, the Joyful Podcast, Raw Journal of the Mindful Revolution. I think I'm going to stop saying welcome to my podcast. Welcome to your podcast. It's yours, it's mine, it's everybody's. It just is. It just is what it is. And it's exciting because I, I think I, this is the longest I've gone keeping a more frequent in a while. And you know why? Because I uh, have that job change or like switch from having a full-time amazing job with benefits to uh, having an Uber freelancing job where I can, <laughs> where uh, where I'm like precariously uh, trying to make ends meet. That's just how it goes when you want to when you do what you want to do sometimes, and I'm fine with that because I get to talk to a lot more people now. I got a lot of big things lined up for you, so thank you for tuning in so much. Today we are going to have a little bit about something called a spiritual bypass uh, in your development that is going to be given to us from a healer and energy worker, Ed Ratchford, who you heard a little bit on episode 32. Well, he's he was gracious enough to like give us quite a bit of stuff. And some of it, hopefully you'll find that it, a lot of it sounds, you know, the same, only a little different. That's how a somebody who's giving is. That's how somebody who's like who's got a voice and a, a mission to help kind of sounds. It may sound like a current, like a, a recurring theme, a little bit. Like yeah, he keeps yeah he has said that a few times. But the cool thing I like about Ed, and the cool thing I like about some of the teachers that I listen to, whether it's you know a podcast or a motivational speaker somebody from a, a church or something like that is you know if they always kind of sound like they they repeat certain points well they repeat they say them in different ways they keep on explaining like this through line and when it's a concept an idea a feeling like service or love or uh, strength or inner development these are big fundamental things that are so awesome and if somebody has a key to one of those things hell yeah there's going to be a through line they're going to say a lot of the same things. Um, so just check out the energy when Ed talks. Check out the energy when I listen. I'm doing some good damn listening. Now you'll hear me trying to chime in sometimes. <laughs> and I mean, I, I listened to part of it because I had to split some of what Ed said up. And uh, every time I listen to myself, I'm like, Oh, Ethan, you have uh, interview skills to work on, buddy. I tell myself that sometimes. But it always goes really, really great. It's just, you know, your own worst critic sometimes. Uh, which, let's stop doing that. Let's be our own worst or biggest fan. Let's be like absolute fanboys and fangirls about ourselves. How about that? That's one of the through lines that you're going to see. What are, you, what, what are you doing that shows yourself you're a fan? That you are a big freaking fan. Come to that. Um, some of the ideas that I talk about and that I share, yeah, I may not be doing them, but sure as hell I'm going to share them with you. So today's episode is going to be a little bit with uh, with the healer with some advice and also, I, ever since that one reviewer said I was rambling, now I feel like I'm, I'm not staying on a topic long enough. Let me keep on rambling a little bit, but I do want to get back to the spiritual bypass. So Ed's going to explain what that is. Going to explain? Ed's going to explain what that is and I I kind of maybe was perhaps doing it. it the the deep thing about it is 
when people do go into that spend time on a on something that's kind of a distraction even though it may be spiritual or healing in in its um, mechanics and its uh, and its process that can still be and only you will probably know this through meditation and through real evaluation of what your process is internally you can have spiritual amazing processes that are a distraction that are still a lot, like making you get over something else so one of the themes there is damn if you are trying to get through something it's, it really is easy when the enemy is something else or somebody else or some situation and someone to blame or anything that's almost like step number like a lower level of your or an earlier level not lower an earlier level of our development if I can figure out a way to survive and and thrive amidst an enemy that is external and then I and then I'm, I realize I'm, I'm getting these uh I'm using these practices and techniques to make myself, uh, you know, have have take care of my life and enjoy myself and get stronger and keep progressing. And then I start to realize I can take care of myself. People can take care of themselves, and nobody else is responsible for your happiness or your despair. They're not. They're they're responsible for what they do in their lives. But you me, we are responsible for our own state and that is the next level like when I said the earlier level might be learning how to live with something well the next level which may be even more difficult (laughs) which I was talking about with Ed a little bit is wait a minute I'm fine, I've done this amazing process of forgiveness and even not even forg- sometimes forgiveness is not even like the right word because forgive to forgive someone assumes that they did wrong and a better level of forgiveness is not seeing what they did as wrong but seeing it, what they did as like a result of like the human condition that everybody has everybody's unique and just seeing what happened for it is what it is and how can that be for the benefit of the world for me going forward what's what strength can i pull from that what place can this go to now that helps somebody that helps me and it doesn't have anything to do with assuming that person was wrong and you forgive so you just that's what it is accept why didn't somebody just some one of you raised your hand i think um like uh, telepathically and said accept the word you're looking for is accept yes you accept what happened (laughs) you accept every everything that is occurring around you and then what happens there's not the enemy there you realize oh yeah there is no enemy and then the enemy becomes you and the roadblocks or the hurdles or the thing that the obstacle that is in the way is you and the analysis of yourself and me and um and that's kind of what i'm doing right now and and ed really showed me that that might be happening see if any of that resonates with you do i have any time i don't have much time in this this like little monologue before the content we're about to give you but 
Uh, the quick things is what's going on in my life. I ch- just told you I'm doing driving work. I'm in the transportation business right now as a, a rideshare operator. Um, and thank God for that. It's really, really cool. I love having people in the car and, and listening to stories. I got to have one of my friends said, damn, some of the people you talk to are so interesting. You've got to make sure you take notes. And, um, and like at, at the end of the day or the end of the, when you drop somebody off at the destination, take notes on what they say. So I have been trying to do that a little bit. Man, today and yesterday was fascinating. The people who are directly from like Vietnam and China were telling me what their experience was like there. And, and man, I, I, I need to set aside like two hours to talk about kind of some of the t- principles that they were talking about. But suffice it to say that the United States of America is fucking awesome. Okay? It is awesome. It is a crazy, wild, western, like, survivor. I don't know. Survival of the fittest. You can survive even if you're not fit here. You can really survive okay. And if you're if you're not happy, um, you know... That's that's different, but you can you can survive. You can say whatever the hell you want here. That's not the case everywhere. And I, I'd really like to share some more about that with you from, like this one guy whose dad was uh, in the Vietnam War, and he was a Vietnamese guy, born and raised there. Whole family never been outside of Vietnam. He fights with the United States in the Vietnam War. War ends. United States uh, pulls out. Well, over the next several years, a lot of investigations are done from like the, the Vietnam government, and they find out, sure as hell they find out who the people were that fought with the United States, and those people were, if they're lucky, you know, put in prison. Most of them just didn't get out. This guy said, yeah, his dad like was put in prison and just died in there. And he told me, I mean, he and this the cool thing is, when somebody tells you a story like that, and they're like, yeah, my life sucks, and I, I was, my you know, the reason this everything is sucks because my dad died in prison. You're not sure about the circumstances for that, but when somebody's happy, energetic, and they're sharing and they're, um, they're just explaining to you like something else, that's what this guy was doing. He was just explaining to me how he came to be in this state of Virginia and how long he's been and he lived in Georgia and, and then what happened before that. And it just like came up in the conversation. And I'm like, <laughs> damn. He, uh, that's the situation that he came up with and everybody who's not in the government in Vietnam still to this day what happened in that war and what happened when the government was able to get the Vietnamese government without the influence of the United States they did get really strong and they did get to these like um, Chinese current Chinese principles that we have of no freedom of speech of government officials that like kind of lock everybody out from being part of the government that was one, the other thing he said like he was like yes you can have a business in Vietnam he said yeah I have relatives that open up you know a restaurant a cleaning business or this or that the permits that are involved he's just like it's if you want to get a permit the the government agency official who's in charge of like your little area to give permits so you can operate he's going to expect free crap and he's going to expect it often and it's just this guy was so non-judgmental of that 
he was just explaining it is what it is. He was like, so, I, we don't know how long it's going to be, but that's the way it is. And um, the, the only way you can be in the government is if, um, like, your fam- your dad was in the government. And it's just going to stay. It's just going to keep on staying that way. So it's locked. It, he's just made it seem like it's kind of locked. That is how it is. And he said, and, you, and you're not allowed to say anything. You can literally be put in jail if you try to call out in any substantial way that there's something going on that should be addressed uh, with the government. And I was like, what? In jail? So you could like say that school board is doing something that uh, you don't agree with or they're not taking action you think they should do. Uh, this is the example I said. Because I was trying to say, like, freedom of speech, we all say, you know, we all jump to those big, grandiose things in, in the United States when we talk about freedom of speech. Like, you know, you know, my right to burn a flag or these big statement things. I'm allowed to say that. Well, this is like something really simple, like saying on your, you know, social media that the, the school is failing by you know, disregarding the buildings uh, and, and they're, they're letting them get deteriorated. Something like that, if you say it again, I said, are you allowed to say something like that? And he said, no. They they might come and tell you to, if you do it one more time, you'll put it, go to jail, or even the first time, you'll go to jail. So that's why this guy from Vietnam that I was driving around, dude, he he made it seem like, let's be happy, Let's let's freaking work together on on this because we got a cool place to work from and within and if you don't like it you can leave no just kidding if you don't like it please uh, let me know what you'd like to change about the United States of America and I'll see what I can do through my podcast I will just write me Ethan at uh, Ethan Sherritt official at let's see the Instagram at Ethan Sherritt official you can DM me that's a good way uh, Facebook is just Ethan Sherritt and stuff like that please just find me however you can so last time I, I begged you begged you please leave a review on iTunes that helps people see that somebody else is listening to this it helps other people feel more connected like when I always talk about I listen to podcasts when I'm vacuuming or doing the dishes and drinking way too much wine um, and cleaning up stuff in the house and, and I get a lot done that way and sometimes on the treadmill not drinking any wine at all and drinking only water and being awesome um, I'd, I'd listen then too but when you when you write a review and just say that you you listen to it or you dig it and you like it it's not you know maybe it's not as good as the best stuff NPR is putting out but you appreciate you know the uh format or something please leave an iTunes review I will pay you for it until I run out of money um, you know you leave an iTunes review or Google Play or Spotify or Podbean or Amazon whatever you listen to it, it's available on all those things it would just help to one for me to know that people are listening and two other people to find it so, I did that beg that same begging last uh, week and I'm going to now it some it happened. Somebody left a freaking comment late last night and said, "I'm going to read it to you." And I'll read any of them that come in. 
This is from, uh, I don't know if I should say the name, but it's a public comment. It says this uh, gentleman apparently listens on the YouTube because they, they broadcast to, to my YouTube channel automatically. Somehow, the server I use to publish the podcast puts them on YouTube also with just like a static image. Uh, Zero Vaughn says, I like your video very much. It really helps me a lot. A lot. He did a lot. Not like the incorrect way. He did it the correct way. A lot. I still remember this uh, board my seventh grade English teacher had. It said a lot of spots, a lot of dots, but not a lot of a lots. <laughs> so never spell a lot because that's not a thing. So uh, if you can find that poster, that'd be awesome to give to your you know, child. I think I was seventh grade. Uh, so I, and then he followed that up by saying, I am still a high school student who live in China now, but your videos gave me a lot of motivated to have a good life. Amazing to have a good life. I just felt lost these days, but you helped me out. So I'm looking forward to see more videos. Thank you, Zero Vaughn, for sharing that. You are not alone when you say, I am like, um, what did you say? Uh, I am, it helps me have a good life, basically. I'm lost. You said, I am feeling lost. Yes, we feel lost. That's part of what we're doing. And, and please keep that going and help, help yourself feel found again, because that should be one of our highest endeavors is to feel found, feel like we're doing something for a reason, uh, whether that is to explore the reaches of space and take care of your family as an astronaut um, or a scientist, or whether it's to understand why the hell you feel the way you feel and share that with other people or, you know, whatever you're doing. It definitely doesn't have anything to do with what you do for a living. It's probably a pretty awesome thing when you can start combining those things that you do for a living and the things that you do um, as your as a human but uh, with your life but they don't have to be intertwined maybe work towards that if you want to that's a goal for me is to intertwine those things everything uh, once again I am off point, I think, was the point of the reviews. The point was the reviews. So thank you, Zero Vaughn. Thank you, anybody who... And I offered him, I said, uh, send me your Venmo, and I will send you some money. And uh, he did. He contacted me on Instagram, but he did not send a Venmo. And interestingly enough, the same day, so coincidentally, I did pick up a guy who had just flown in, like, from having been... Um, he had to leave China. Uh, American guy. He had to leave China and as a result of like a viral thing that's going on right now, I don't want to date this by saying what it is, but it's a viral uh, I don't know, what's the word infection? It's a virus. And they're going around and they're, they're kicking a lot of people out. Um, not only just like the government saying you have to get out, but businesses that are there are being told like they, they should shut down sometimes um, or they just since nobody's allowed to use the business there. Uh, the first thing he mentioned was that the place runs on, like he lived in Shanghai, and the place runs on deliveries, like everything is delivered, so much like we do here. 
and all deliveries have been stopped. So he was like, man, I, the government would have let me stay. My business had to close, and I don't know how I would have gotten food because I always get everything delivered. Um, so, And then he went on for tons and tons more chaos. I'm going to talk more about that and more about how they are just like... <laughs> it sounds really crazy. The guy had a great sense of humor about everything, but it just sounds like a wacky, topsy-turvy... Uh, thing going on over there in that country of, was it, 2 billion people or something? Um, and we do have freedom of speech, China, so I can say whatever I want about you. Um, and I'm going to be nice to you because I love you very much. I do. And all, and all of the people in China. I love you dearly. But as far as like a governmental policy that is like just terrified of new ideas and uh, a fluidity of governance and a uh, organically, dem democratically chosen set of rules or rule, then, you know, I, I disagree with that, but I love you very much. And if you are in China and you can hear this, give me a, just a hello and say, yeah, I can hear this every now and then, please, because you never know when the amazing, wonderful um, state of China has blocked the content from being available. They're allowed to do that, and you guys are allowed to do that. Um, and also China, I just asked if there's anything that people didn't like about the United States of America, but if, um, chi if, uh, if you work in the government in China and you feel lost like this bloke who, uh, ah, oh, crap. The name again of the guy who said that review, it was uh, V as in Victor, U, H, R, N. His first name was Zern, and his last name was, um, I don't recall his last name, but start with a V, U, H, R, N. And um, he's actually not a boy, he's, uh, he's a female. So look for a female. If you're looking to arrest that poor person for being lost in China, look for a female, all right? With a name that begins with a V. Yeah, I think I recovered from that one. I don't want to get anybody locked up. But uh, if you're in the Chinese government, you feel lost, please let me know, and uh, I'll be anonymous. I won't give your name, and I'll see what we can do on this podcast with me and the listeners to try to sort out your problems, all right? Man, I just feel like there, there's a lot possible if we just are, are honest with ourselves about what's going on. And what's going on with me is uh, I'm happy. I'm in my van. I just stopped doing some Uber for the day. Uh, I did get a little bit of uh, workout in today, but there's been a lot of days when I haven't lately. Just also a move. Moved in with amazing, fascinating, wonderful woman. And uh, that's exciting. And uh, let's see, the methodology or, or approach that I'll talk about more in depth later is visualization. Let me just hit this on you, and you can mull this over and think about it. Uh, some people vision board, and I did too, and I even talked about it before, that you use a vision board, you put up the things that you'd like to achieve in life, places you'd like to go, 
um, things you like to pursue, and you put it on a vision board. You find it in like GQ magazine or whatever you're into, uh, Better Homes and Garden magazine, um, Wildlife magazine, Penthouse magazine. Put that on your uh, board and, um, and and work for it. Give yourself motivation. And like pictures of your children too. Yeah, pictures of uh, your, your wife, your kid, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband. Um, or your friend. Maybe you're doing something for your friend. Because God damn it, that is sweet. If you're just doing... If like you have something on your vision board that you're going to give for your friend. That's awesome. Bring almost brings a tear to my eye. Um, so that's like a bigger picture vision board. And something I realized that maybe the teachers actually are saying that I misinterpreted. And if they didn't, if they, if that's not the case, I'm going to share it with you as a really uh, useful thing to do for your vision boarding. Um, take it more daily and take it, uh, visualize yourself completing a task at the end of it, like little small steps at a time. For example, I visualized myself burning down the road, playing music, about to go pick up my son, all happy, drinking a coffee after I got done recording um, this episode. I visualized that because I didn't want to do it, but then I kind of imagined what that reality was like just following that thing. So it could be a little bit like, you know, a carrot on the end of a stick. However, visualize like something really concrete about like your butt hitting the seat of your your car after having just gotten done with that little workout you wanted to do even if it was a short one and how you're going to like be like oh yeah and it's going to be exactly 8:45 when I finish that or you know I'm going to do that laundry and it's going to look at your watch and say all right and that's going to be at 9:20 I'm going to brush my teeth right at 9:45 and that's going to be awesome. So those little miniature visualizations may be a really powerful thing for you to get into. Um, and that's, let's see, what's going on with me. A technique or method. And something with the culture at large. I think I was talking a lot about uh, what I learned from passengers and their experience about the world at large. What's going on with that viral thing, freedom of speech. This is some pretty big concepts for the old joyful podcast thank you for listening if you found this as from being in my van as an uber passenger thank you for sharing or thank you for um just being there and and letting me listen to you breathe if you didn't want to talk but usually people talk to me um and just uh god bless listen to ed and me talk about some of the things that ed went through and hopefully they will help you here we go. All right, and we're back. And you just said something about the uh, spiritual bypass yes. that I may have done. Um, surely, surely I did. Yes. I, I picked up techniques to deal with something that I that was. It was actually looking back. It was easy to have an enemy. Yeah. That wasn't me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And people will gloss over, just because I'm doing Tai Chi, I'm going to transcend this divorce. And just because I'm meditating, I'm going to, you know, and, and life is just going to be all roses and unicorns. But, you know, really, um, these practices, these spiritual practices, um, help you deal with those difficult situations better. You know, in mm-hmm. a more healthy manner. Yeah. 
So um, that's what people don't realize is that the lessons aren't going to stop. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you're ne- I don't think anyone ever gets to a point where nothing bad ever happens in their life. You know, I have relationship problems just like everybody else. I uh, sometimes have issues with my children. You know, um, very typical. Yeah. Things happen to me that happen to other people. So why do we always? Why do so many people get the mindset that? Um, well, as soon as this is over, as soon as I figure this out, as soon as I, as soon as I get another job, seriously, Ed, life will be perfect. That's the ego. Okay, the <laughs> ego is never satisfied. And yeah. I and and I will give you an example from my own personal life. Okay, yeah. um, I was, I was much bigger, like a, like a bodybuilder type. I wasn't a professional bodybuilder. But when I walked into a gym, I was always one of the biggest dudes around, and I would turn heads, okay? Mm-hmm. I had a 50-suit size, 18-inch neck, 17-and-a-half-inch biceps. I could squat 500 pounds and bench press 350, yeah. you know? And, I mean, I would turn heads, but I was never satisfied. Like, so my goal coming out of high school was I just want to bench 300, and I'll be happy. And then I got to 300, and I'm like, I want 325. Then I yeah. got to 325, and I'm like, now I want 350. And I got to 350, and I said, no, I want 375, and I never got there. I only got to 365, and then I blew my shoulder out, you know, and, and so I... So life, instead of you figuring, like, all right, this is, I guess this could go on forever and ever, life made it stop? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you realizing it yourself that this looks like a hamster wheel, yeah. you didn't get it. No. So there's things that we could get that are hamster wheels and we don't understand that. And all that happened before I was meditating. All that happened before I was, okay, but I can see I was always looking to another, well, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, and I was never satisfied. It was never enough. Same with my income, okay? I owned my own business, mm-hmm. and in my best year, probably made you know, a lot of money. I don't want to say, yeah. okay? But it didn't bring happiness. The checks just got bigger. The houses got bigger. Mm-hmm. The expenses got bigger, but the inner happiness didn't get any bigger. Mm-hmm. Okay, you adjust. You adjust to something in six months. Six months, you start a new relationship. In six months, your relationship looks a lot different. You get a raise, and in, and, and and you love it at first. And in six months, you don't even think you got a raise anymore because now you you spend it all. Okay, and it's it's like if you're looking for happiness externally, you're never gonna find it. That ego, that's your ego. Happiness is an inside job, and happiness comes from connecting, okay, to that part of you uh-huh. where love and light and joy and truth exist, you know, and, and so meditation yeah. is, is one of the ways there. So what, what is your, uh, part of your other hour of, uh, of um, self-care in the morning? What's, Sometimes it's music? more, yeah, so, so every, so yeah, I mean, I, and I totally believe that Everyone owes themselves an hour of self-care a day. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're worth it. And so every day I meditate for 20 minutes. And um, every day I do breath work right now. Okay. okay. And this has changed over time. You know, different tools and practices have come to me as I've needed them. Okay, but right now my, my routine is I get up and I meditate and then I do breath work. And then I go to the gym and I get like about a 20 to 30 minute workout. Yeah. And then I come home, and while I'm making breakfast, I play my favorite 80s music, and I dance in the kitchen. Yeah. And man, I will tell you, that music touches my soul. Feels so good. By the time I go to the office, I got this big smile on my face, even if I know that I'm not going to enjoy the day. Like, there might be a giant task awaiting me at work that's not going to be fun, 
but you know, I just elevated my consciousness and I'm in this wonderful heart space. Yeah. And it's just music you takes elevated me there. your consciousness? That sounds like a pretty damn good thing to do. I think anything, and this is my personal belief, but I believe that anything creative elevates consciousness. Okay. Okay, so music, dancing, poetry, you know, art. Yeah. Um, anything creative, to me, connects you to that, what I call the light of the creator in you. Okay? And, it, yeah. and so it makes, it, it's pleasing to the creator. Okay? So when you connect into that space, yeah. you get... You just get in a good place. Yep. Yeah. So one hour every day. One hour every day. Is it the least you deserve? Yeah. Exactly. That's the minimum. I mean, some days, like on the weekends, I'll spend more time. I'll, I'll spend two hours of self-care. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then other weekend that. days, like some days, I'll spend all day. Like, so I'll lead hikes in the mountains. Uh-huh. Okay, well, that's an all-day affair. You drive two hours in the mountains, you hike four or five hours, and you drive two hours back. Maybe you stop at a, at a at a pizzeria or something on the way back. Yeah, you know. But um, so it's that's a whole day. Of that's just, a whole day joy, investing in yourself. Enjoy. And yeah. you know, I believe that everything in nature is healing. Okay, and so when you immerse yourself in that energy of nature, it's amazing. Nature. Yeah, and so I, you know, so for example, and I also believe that that there's always an exchange between you and your environment, an energetic exchange, just like between me and you. Yeah. Okay. Right now. And um, so it's always important to determine who you surround yourself with and, and, and where you're going to be and who you're going to be with. When I'm out in nature, I feel peace. I feel calm. I feel like all my, I'm not thinking about like, oh, my ex-wife wants this or, you know, I can't believe my kid did that or all that goes away. Yeah, it does. It goes away. And I am just, I am just with myself and I'm just with this beautiful, and I'm just, looking around and kind yeah. of just connecting to the, the energy that's there and everything is so peaceful, you know? And then it depends on, say, what my student needs, okay? Where I might take them in nature, okay? Because of that energetic exchange. Oh, yeah? Okay, if somebody's example. stuck, okay? Mm -hmm. Say we talked about people getting stuck, all right? They need water, okay? Because the energy of water is fluid, and moving water always gets around a barrier mm -hmm. okay so if you're stuck in a really bad pattern I might tell that person you need to go down to the river and walk a mile or two miles around the river every day or I take them to a waterfall hike or to a swimming hole mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know to the ocean all right but water water the energy of water gets us out of those stuck places mm -hmm. now what if someone's really broken okay what if someone's spouse just died or they just got a divorce, or they just buried a kid, yeah. or, I mean, I've had, you know, all kinds of issues over the last years come through here, Yeah. and I've dealt with a lot of different people that were struggling with a lot of really hard things, you know, and a lot of people have really broken when they come here, and those people I take to the mountains, okay, because the energy of the mountains is both grounding and healing. And I learned that firsthand, you know, um, I did this mountain hike and I got to the top and I, I was so tired, I laid down and I went into this, like it was an altered state and I felt all this energy from the rocks just coming in. Like, it was like the rocks were giving me Reiki, you yeah. know, and I was like, wow. And I've had a lot of little experiences like that that have shifted my perspective. You know, like I had an experience with a tree, 
Okay. Um, I used to think that people believed in energy healing. I thought they were crazy. And now I'm one of them, you know, and I used to think that tree huggers were really strange people. I'm like, why are they hugging that tree? You know, to me, a tree back then was just uh, something you chop down for wood, you know, or you might plant it in your yard for decoration. I didn't view that tree as a living being. I didn't view that tree of having so much wisdom and been around for hundreds of years. I didn't view that tree as a living being that was both rooted into the earth, but also reaching up into the heavens, almost like a mediator between heaven and earth. Okay, but that's what a tree is. That's what a tree spirit is. They really are a miracle. They're an they, absolute. They are miracle. So I was they? going. I was going through my divorce. Okay. Yeah. And this was. I was so heartbroken. I was just crushed, and I had no idea how hard that was going to be. And I was taking my kids hiking, and they were just young, and I and I'd never ever hugged the tree or even wanted to. All right, but this tree was just calling to me. All right. And I had to go hug it. And I looked at my were kids. Were you on a hike or were you like walking through a I, business park or something? I was on a hike. Okay. Uh, hi- hiking in the Humpback Rocks in Waynesboro, Virginia. Oh my gosh. I went to the bottom of there. So so I, I, that, I, I told my kids, kids, I got to go hug that tree. And at this point, they kind of were seeing dad change. And they yeah. thought I was getting kind of weird because I was doing Tai Chi and Qigong and yoga. And I stopped eating meat. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're thinking, dad's kind of weird. And they're like, Dad, don't do it. Don't do it. And I was like, I got to do it. And so I walked over to that tree, and I wrapped my arms around that tree, and I felt this warm, loving energy run down the crown of my head and down through my throat and into my heart center. And then my heart center just started vibrating with this just wonderful, loving energy. And it was like that tree knew that my heart was broken. And that tree wanted to heal my broken heart. And I never looked at a tree the same way again, ever. You know, now I know what that tree is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That thing caught you. Yeah. What? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And were you open, do you think you were open to receive this through like some kind of, like, was it after taking ayahuasca or anything like that? Oh, no, I've never done anything like, I would, I would, I, yeah. I mean, I would, you know, I would do ayahuasca um, if I was in a place where it was legal and I, I wouldn't, I, I, I try to be a law-abiding citizen mostly, you mm-hmm. know, um, I Fracture an occasional <laughs> law or two, but mostly I, 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 yeah. I obey the law. I'm a law-abiding Makes citizen. Makes you feel good. But yeah, so I, I, um, I think it's a responsibility as as, as citizen too. But so um, I don't really do a lot of things that are illegal. Um, I would definitely do ayahuasca. Um, if, if you were in a place, if where I was, there was say no I was in Peru or, or yeah. I was out of the country, or there was a church here, okay, mm-hmm. that, that made it a part of their religious ceremony, and so you could go do and it there. Therefore, it becomes yes. a practice that is uh, allowed there. Yeah, I would definitely okay. do an ayahuasca ceremony. That's interesting because it can be uh, considered a religious activity for a, a church, I, right? I think so, and I I, I think we're we, going to see we, that. Some of us talked about that. The last time I was at one of your sessions, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh-huh. there was a guy who who kind of made people talk about that. And when we were all talking about it, I think that I, I really wanted, I was like, I, that's what I need. That's to get clarity. It may help. Yeah. It may help. 
or it could just be, be grasping, you know, who knows, yeah. you know, but if it's something that you're drawn to and mm-hmm. you feel like there's just this inner longing and calling to do it, you know, um, going in, yeah, you have to go, my understanding, because I've never done it, but my yeah. understanding, you have to go in with the right intention and you want to be careful when you, if you're at a really terrible place in your journey, yes, it could be an eight hour bad experience you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> like, really bad. Yeah. yeah and so so i do i do i never dissuade people from really pursuing something they want to pursue if if, if their heart is telling them to do it mm-hmm. if their heart is telling okay them to do it. Yeah. i always tell them check in with your heart and make sure the timing is right you know because it's timing is like breath work okay breath work is calling me now but five years ago breath it wouldn't have been the right time for breath work and I think if I'm meant to do an ayahuasca ceremony, it will unfold. It will happen, and I'll and I'll feel it in my heart. Yeah. I don't think you ever would need one. You know, I don't know. Um, um, it hasn't presented itself. I, I I do think it would be a very interesting experience, and it yeah. could it could help me to maybe go to a higher spiritual place or realm. I don't know. Yeah. It, um. I think I'm in a pretty good place now, but it's all we're always trying to improve, right? We're always trying to grow. That could be something that could help me to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, anything to me that elevates consciousness, I think is good. Yeah. You know. So, um that definitely is an elevation of consciousness from what I've read about it and what I've seen on television. I've watched shows on it and I've read articles on it on the internet. I even participated in a meetup group. There's an ayahuasca meetup group here. Ah. that talks about plant medicine. Did anybody share their experiences? Or yes. That? Okay. Yes, and some people have had some amazing experiences. Mm-hmm. So um, most of the, but, but, it, but I also saw that maybe some people were getting almost addicted to them, which mm. that, so because a lot of the experiences that I've had have just been one time. Like I hugged that tree and that was a one-time deal. Okay, and then I've hugged trees before, I mean, after, since then, and mm-hmm. I never had that experience again. Hmm. That was meant to teach me something, okay, and it did. And I had an out-of-body experience, all right, and in that out-of-body experience, I merged with the light, okay, and became one with the light. And when I came back to my body, I, I was told I had to have, a, I have, I'm supposed to lead a life of selfless service. And, I, I, and, I kind of wanted that to happen again. It was such a blissful connecting to the light and, and love is all that exists. Unconditional love, bliss is all that exists. It was an amazing experience. It would, and I've always thought, man, that would be great for that to happen again. But you know what? It, wasn't, it was just that one time. And it taught me a lesson. It taught me that, it taught me that God is not this guy that's up in the sky controlling everything and pulling these strings, you know, and rooting for the Christians or rooting for these people, you know. No, you know, it taught me that God's everywhere, yeah. you know, and that I'm connected to God and I'm one with that, with the universe. I am one with the divine. Mm-hmm. And it was such, so it totally shifted my perspective on who and what God is and what is my relationship to that. That was the out-of-body experience. Yeah, that was my out-of-body experience. And... um you know, you could get was, attached to that, and they could say, "I want to have your it. own attempts at um, astral, astral projection." projection? No, no, okay. Now I tried since then. You know, before <laughs> I re- before I realized, no, this was just meant to be a teaching moment, and this was meant to be a one time thing. I did. Then I was like, "Okay, let me try to astral project," and it never worked. Uh-huh. You know, but that was my ego forcing 
rather than allowing, you know, allowing the universe to work in my life. Those have been the best lessons. And, and I truly think that life is best when we allow. I don't think forcing currents are good. I think life doesn't turn out to its fullest potential, yeah. to your greatest good, if you're forcing. When we allow, I've been trying to identify when I'm when I'm doing that a lot lately. That feels like forcing. Yeah, you know, it's allowing, yeah. going with the flow, accepting what is, allowing the universe to bring more abundance to you, allowing the universe to bring what your heart truly wants. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's better. Allowing to me, allowing energy is always better than forcing energy. And that's just yeah. my personal belief. Yeah. You know, forcing seems so ego-driven, where allowing seems love-based. Yeah. How are your, like, afternoons when you come home? So, um... Are you in a good mood? You know, it depends. Um, I get frustrated with work just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So some days I'm in a great mood and other days I'm not. But after, after I get home from work, I will often do a little, um, a little five-minute cleansing meditation hmm. um, that, that they teach at the meditation center that I volunteer at. And oh, do you? Yes. All right. So, and um, it's called the Heartfulness, the Heartfulness Med- Institute, the Heartfulness Meditation Center. It's mm-hmm. a form of Raja Yoga, and it's a heart-centered meditation. And you meditate with your awareness on your heart and the light and love that's there and so we connect people to that heart space yeah and eventually you learn to live there and as you learn to live in that heart space then you create your life from that heart space and as you create your life from the love that's in your heart then your life becomes a creative expression of your love and that's when life really gets good so when you get to that heart space, <laughs> when you get to that heart space, and so yeah. that's what I tell people, yeah. come out to the meditation center, and it's, it's just one more tool, and it might not be the form mm. of meditation that you like yeah. or that you want, yeah. but it could be, and it could be, a, a, it could be another tool in your toolbox, yeah. you know, um, but so that there's a meditation that we do. And you're just like, hey, I'm giving you a chance to be open to something. Yeah. And I'm telling you, and you're like here to say that being open is good. Yeah. Okay. So I come home from work and I'll do, I'll just envision light coming into my heart and I inhale. And then as I exhale, I'll envision all the negativity from the day, anything bad that may have happened, negative thoughts, tough Mm. situations, I'll envision them just going out the back of my um, back and head in form of black smoke and kind of rising away. And so just inhale and just pull in that divine light exhale all the negative patterns from the day are just going up in smoke and out and after five minutes of that if a really tough day maybe ten minutes Mm -hmm. I feel so much lighter Mm -hmm. it's a wonderful tool Mm -hmm. or I might you know talk to my girlfriend or I might I usually do, and yeah. I might listen to music. Um, you know, yeah. there's all you know, there's all kinds of different things that can take me back if I get out of that heart space. All right, so there's it. something that you you can do like at the end because man, when I, when I'm clicking on my mornings like yep. you're talking about, I uh, I feel great. 
Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, like great. Going into work, even in a job that I didn't like, I was like, hey, how you doing today? Exactly. Can't wait to be here. And then somehow I'm like, how is four o'clock coming around? And I'm like, I can't remember who I was earlier this morning. Yep. Yeah. And all those, so you're, you're exchanging with your environment, number one. Yeah. So you, so the energy could, you know, you could pick up some bad energy or some tough situations might be unfolding at the office and you might be having negative thoughts about it. And so you pick up all of these different vibrations and all these different patterns and all these, everything you pick up accumulates during the day. Mm-hmm. So when you come home, that, that five minutes of cleansing, try it. Okay. If, it, if that resonates with you, try it. It does. And um, I'll tell you, I, I literally feel lighter. And that's the best word I can use to describe it. You'll have, you know, but I'm a firm believer in, I could tell you how a strawberry tastes, but until you eat one, you're not going to know what a strawberry tastes like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And so do this practice, try it for a few days. See how it makes you feel. Lighter is the word that I use to describe it. But um, you may use a different word. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Man, what else can we talk about? I feel like I'm going to have to have you involved in something else. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, we can... or intervene or something or, or, or like join something else you're doing. But, you know, um, I, I could I, tell you about... Over different... the phone, you told me just about when you started... Um, if there's one other thing we can get to, yeah. maybe how did somebody go from this affecting your life to like having other people come over and being like, all right, let's get weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> was it a circle of friends? I find it like hard to, um, to find exactly that, that group of people that influence you in the way that you do want. Yes. Like where do you just suddenly surround yourself? So, uh, with, yeah. with that. And so how did that turn into all of a sudden people are coming over here to your house, to your domicile, which you open your doors to people and, you know, was it a stranger thing at first or was it somebody that you worked with? It was, um, it was through, um, meetup. The Richmond, so it was. A the cat, Richmond was, Mindfulness and Meditation meetup. Yeah. So it really was through a net of people that you hadn't met yet. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's what, that's the kind of the distinction I wanted to, to see if I could explore a little bit. Because now you have a meetup page. People can say, yes, I am coming or no, I'm not. And it's not exclusive at all when it says, no, this is full. It just means there's enough space so that, you know, this many people can get a lot out of it. Yes. And, and we've already hit that number for this week or something. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think you still have a caveat in there that you can still come over, maybe? Do you say, say something like that, like if it's over 13? Yeah, it, I will usually expand to as many people that want to come, and we'll try to... Squ- it's so hard for yeah. me to say no to someone I that know. wants to come here and meditate, yeah. okay, and receive the light that's here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I truly believe, I bless this space, I clear it, I bless this space every day. Yeah. Um, at least once a week, I'll get sage and clear the energy. And I, every day, I will call in the divine white light, the benevolent white light, and just ask that light to be present here for anyone that comes. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of like my sacred healing space that you're sitting in. Yeah. It's so hard for me to turn someone away from that. That might be in need, you know? Yeah. It's just because, okay, we're, we're at 13. Okay, could we squeeze a 14th in? Mm-hmm. I think so, you know? And so... 
I've never turned, I almost never, never, I can't say never, but almost never turn anyone away. Mm -hmm. In fact, some people will come and, and they won't even RSVP anymore. They'll just come. And, and I've, <laughs> I've, I've canceled it. And yeah. then people have shown up. And it was yeah. not on that meditation. I was like, all right, come on in. We'll meditate. <laughs> I'm like, you must have been supposed to be here tonight, so we're going to do it. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the Meetup app, you post, people see it, they come, they say, I'd like to meditate, and you walk them through that. Of many kinds of meditation. Yes. Yeah. And so um, mostly what I do here is guided meditation. Because I find that a lot of people struggle with the silent meditation. And so um, mm -hmm. last week we meditated to Tibetan bowls. And the week before we did a guided meditation. And the week before we did a yoga nidra. And I have a guided chakra meditation. Um, there's a meditation by Jason Stevenson. He's a meditation teacher that I love and I play. I'm always on his YouTube. Uh, yeah, uh, he's got this beautiful meditation where he guides you up a set of steps. And you're... And you're, you're your problems are all in these little boxes that are you're getting farther and farther away from as you go up into the up into the sky and it's a beautiful relaxing meditation uh -huh. and but so I I, um, I try to expose people to a wide variety of meditation here so that um, we might find one and, that resonates. And these are people from uh, from their early 20s all the way up to Virginia, who's 95. Yeah, 83. 83. Yeah, eight, yeah, so we had four newbies. Okay, I had 11 people here last Wednesday. Every yeah. Wednesday at 7, people come. I had four newbies here, mm -hmm. okay? And one of them moved here from New York about, you know, six months ago, and all of a sudden getting divorced and doesn't know anybody, doesn't have a support group. Mm -hmm. Bam, that's why she was here. Hmm. All of a sudden, I know, and then I, so I, 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 you know, I gave her my total listen. I do spiritual healing, and I help people in whatever problems they might have if I can. Here's my card if you want it, and she took it. Yeah, you know, and then she came out to the heartfulness meditation on Friday because every Friday I volunteer at heartfulness, uh -huh. and there um, we lead a heart centered meditation, and then we have a spiritual reading, and then we go upstairs on Friday nights and have a vegetarian meal together. And so some fun and fellowship and socializing yeah. uh, with meditation, and so she and then she met a friend here like they didn't know each other, and then they both showed up at Heartfulness and they exchanged phone numbers and now she's got a friend here. Oh wow! You know, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. I knew she was meant to be here. Okay. You know, and, and I never know who's going to come, and I never know what they need, but I trust that it'll come out, and I trust that they'll they'll receive what they need. Yeah, you know, I've had hundreds. I've been doing this probably for more than five years now. Yeah, and I've had hundreds and hundreds of people come through here. Some people come once and never come back, and some people come for years. Yeah, and I just trust <laughs> that whoever comes is meant to be here. Mm -hmm. So when someone shows and up, you give everybody tea. Yes, I you do. <laughs> I love tea. <laughs> I <laughs> so I don't drink alcohol. I used to drink alcohol, a lot of it. Yeah. I wasn't an alcoholic or anything, but I loved alcohol. Yeah, um, but it just doesn't in my lifestyle anymore it doesn't make me feel good and and um so i drink water it i drink really tea and juices to those mornings we're talking about no i don't think so in fact i think yeah. it takes away yeah you know um so um i was so sick you know early in my journey that i don't i stopped putting anything in my body that i thought might cause illness or that might decrease health and yeah. alcohol is one of them yeah you know meat's another one um though i don't judge anyone for their dietary choices okay. you know it's like people can eat meat 
I, I wouldn't label a meat eater a bad person, okay? okay? You're not a bad person for eating meat. Uh, I have my reasons that I choose not to eat meat, sure. you know? Um, yeah. But I, I never want it to sound preachy or sound guilt-based or, you know, anything like that. Um, but, you know, there's environmental reasons. I don't that, think you do. I think you really, you really go out of your way to not do that. I try yeah. not to. I try not to because I, I know that, I know that I don't like being preached to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like someone talking to me. I like someone giving me tips that may or may not work, you know, yeah. and someone giving me some advice if I ask for it. And so that's the approach that I try to take, you mm -hmm. know, what I would like, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. I think that's, I think we're good, unless there was one other thing. So that was like the hundreds and hundreds of people coming into your living room. <laughs> you started that, and they all come in. And I want to talk about, like, what it's like because... These are people that do not look like the people I work with. These are they don't look like anybody I know. I mean, it's like when you go into um, you know, like a DMV or something, if like the lights were to go out and you're stuck what like or you know, talking to people that you have no business ever talking to normally. Yes. Or in our weird cultural understanding of I keep to my space, you keep to your space. That's the variety and the collection of people that are in here in the living room following each other's leads and taking their shoes off. It's yeah. amazing. I love it. I, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you get in here and I'm, like, right next to, like, some older man from, you know, New Zealand. Do you have a New Zealander? Yes. Okay. Yes, and, and he, then, he, he lives in a tiny house. I love him. Yeah? He comes every week. Okay. Yes. And then right next to um, somebody who's just a... a deep south like local and doesn't hasn't been around much uh, worldwide at all and i'm taking my shoes off and just oh, yeah. chatting with them and that was really really cool thank and you you guys even offered for me to bring my son here <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you were going through yeah exactly yeah. I, now i remember now yeah, i remember that's why i was like you know what i may not come back here for years because i, I haven't figured out how to do anything with a child, you know, yeah. I, I really hadn't like my yeah. my schedule. It just it, it was get, my schedule was getting the better of me. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. But we have a diverse group of people that it's come diverse. here, and I love diversity. In mm -hmm. fact, at the Heartfulness Center where I where I volunteer, um, it's um, I'm in charge of diversity. Hmm. Okay, because when I started going there like four years ago, um, I was probably one of the only Caucasians. Mm -hmm. It was about 99% Indian people mm -hmm. and lovely, wonderful people. Nothing mm -hmm. wrong with being amongst Indian 99% Indian people. But one of my initiatives was to get our population to look more like the Richmond population. And Richmond is a pretty diverse, you know. And I love building community. And I love building community with people from different backgrounds. Because people, diversity, everyone brings something different to the table to mm -hmm. contribute to the greater good. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, uh, sure do, don't they? Yeah, and so, so I love that a diverse group of people comes here, and I'm trying to get more a more diverse group of people going out to heartfulness, because mm -hmm. um, diversity is just something that I embrace. And I think because we're all connected, even though we're all different, mm -hmm. you know, we're all unique pieces of light, and we all have something to offer, and we all have different gifts, skills, and abilities that we can share. Yeah. Amen. Can we end on that? Absolutely. All right. And uh, you, you don't... Oh, I should say how expensive your sessions are and why people continue doing them, even though at first it doesn't seem like they'd be able to afford them, right? 
It's thousands of dollars to leave. It's free. I'm just kidding. It's free. It's free. And so that lead. uh, My question was: Is you don't have like a social media where they can follow? Like when I said, because you don't have time for that. No. You're out there doing things, and you're you're you go to a place and you offer your place, and zero time thinking about what this thing is going to be called and how many times a day you're going to be posting on Facebook. No, I'll tell you. I I think that's cool for me to hear. My weeks go by. So typically I always have someone that comes by for healing sessions on Mondays. Yeah. And most Thursdays. Okay. Then Wednesdays I have meditation here. Yep. And then Fridays I have meditation at at the meditation center. That just leaves Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have a healing session and sometimes I'll leave that day for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. the weekends like come. Somebody's getting healed. And then, Either somebody else or me. And then the weekends yeah. come yeah. and I'll often lead people on hikes out in nature yeah. um, or on Saturdays. Have you been, has that been going on through the winter? Or no? It has been once a month. I, try to get, I, I took a Christmas hike. I took a New Year's hike. Uh-huh. Um, and I took another hike. So about once a month. At least in the winter now. It'll be every weekend in the spring and in, in the summer. Mm-hmm. It'll be every weekend I'll go hiking. Because mm-hmm. that's really where I rejuvenate and recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can, how can I follow it? And I only have like two or three listeners of this podcast. Uh-huh. Like Kate, my sister, uh, my friend Brian. So they won't be available to go. But how can I hear about the hike? So um, I post a lot of my hikes. Um, through, on Meetup. On Meetup, the James River Hikers. Yep. Oh, yeah, I think I remember coming across that. It's a yeah. different group, the James River Hikers. All yep. right. Yep, so you can see in there. Um, and then sometimes you're, we're, we're connected on Facebook. Sometimes I'll now tell we people. Are. Yep. Yeah. I'll say, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm heading to the mountains. Anyone want to go? Okay. So sometimes I'll post them on Facebook as well. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, sounds real good. Yeah. Um, anything, any questions you have for me or anything um, else? No, I'm just really, I'm really uh, thankful this that was, you came out. And, yeah, and a lot of energy came from you so oh well I just appreciate the opportunity to share my journey with you and and your listeners um and I've just really enjoyed our exchange and so I'm just so thankful that you came out tonight yeah yes thank you so much and I love to keep things like this is everything you do looks like it's free of charge and just like me like you mentioned I like to keep things love based once money changes hands the energy's different okay you know and so um any of you know, anyone that's listening to this podcast, you know, you feel free to give them my contact information if they want to reach out to me. Yes. And I could help them. If I can help them in any way, yeah. I would love to. So you don't care if I put your first name and last you name? You could put on my first post. name and last name. Okay. I'm going to give and you my. Ratchford. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to give you a card here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. I call it my ministry card, but it's really just. This has my phone number and my email and, mm-hmm. and some of the things that I do, like the spiritual healing and the life coaching and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so um, if anybody that you know hears this and wants my contact information, you have it and you have my permission to give it to them. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. <sighs> Thank you. All right, You're I'm gonna, welcome. I'm gonna turn Thank you, off. brother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So that was it. Hope you got something out of that. Man, I could hang out with that guy all the time. And uh, he was so awesome. If you uh, wanted to talk or email Ed, it's letyourlightshine at gmail.com. I believe that's what he said. And if he doesn't respond back to you, email me, and I'll make sure he does. Um, 
thank you so much for listening and laughing when it was time to laugh. Perfect. Good timing on that. <laughs> and, you know, weeping when it was time to weep because we all need to do that. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to the Joyful Podcast. Please leave a comment, review, or rating. And God bless and namaste.